on your rich And welcome back to the Coaching Couch Podcast. I am here with the usual suspects, owner and operator, Coach Manny. Good evening, morning, and afternoon, everybody. And GM Fitness Consigliere, Cameron Hudson. Buenos dias, muchachos. Hey, a little bilingual. What's up? Habla Um, espanol. (laughs) (laughs) Bon dia, Portuguese. What's up? This guy's got it all. Um, I'm very excited. Very excited for today's episode. We have a returning guest. Um, big fan of this guy and, uh, the, the lifestyle that he, that he preaches and lives as well. Um, I'm going to bring in our guest this week. It is Brian Costello <laughs> from O two three. This is my guy. I like this guy a lot, man. <laughs> he, eats plants. He, eats, he's plant-based, right? You yep, know what I mean? Yep, yep. And, and who loves a plant-based person more than plant-based <laughs> poppy? That's true. It's right true. But I, I like the lifestyle that he um, that he lives and, and, and what he's teaching. Uh, I feel like many people can benefit from, you know, his ideology. So um, I figure we'll open up with Brian Costello's 023 Holistic Systems and, you know, how he goes about his day and, you know, how he lives his life. Yeah, yeah. just really quick before you dive in, mm-hmm. for those of a people that didn't listen to the first episode, just run us through like a super quick rundown of who you are, how we know you and okay. what you do. Yeah, so I'm Brian, like you said. Um, 023 Holistic Systems is is my my business. And uh, 023 stands for the other 23. So most people listening are obviously, uh, you know, active in the gym or trying to be at least and taking control of their fitness. And what we do at 023 is we help those exact type of people um, start to take those next steps beyond just fitness and into, um, you know, what happens outside of the gym in the other 23 hours of the day. So uh, we also, you know, we kind of connect the, the physical to the more mental, emotional, and, and even spiritual, actually, um, without really, without having to really leave fitness, though. Like, it still feels like fitness. It still can be done in a gym setting and with fitness coaches and all those types of things. Um, but it allows us to create a more holistic, right? So that's really what we mean by holistic. A lot of times people don't really... It's a buzzword sometimes. Yeah, it's like we everyone kind of knows what it means, but nobody, we all get a little bit of a different image in our mind. It's like artisanal cheeses. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and some Amps people, I think, today. get the, uh, the wrong impression of what holistic really means, that it's just kind of like this really out there, woo-woo kind of, you know, whatever stuff. Everyone has like this holistic friend that they think of that's like kind of crazy. Essential oils. And yeah. So we're not, we're not going to go stay in a hut and no, sit no. around the campfire? Smoke peyote. No. Right. Hey. I mean, we could. Um, Ayahuasca. So, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And, uh, but holistic really just means physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. We're thinking about the you know, all systems, um, all four bodies of health, and then also just all systems of the body we we don't really isolate anything we don't isolate just the exercise we don't isolate just nutrition we don't um you know everything connects to everything else so uh we just we look at our life as a a, a complete you know incompletion yeah right so uh yeah that's that's the general uh the gist of uh what we do here so we help people uh really build um lifestyle practices really main it's the the four main practices that we focus on are our food, sleep, movement, and mindset. Mm-hmm. So um, we focus on those because everybody actually already has those four practices. Everybody eats, sleeps, moves, and thinks already to, to some extent, right? 
Um, some of us are more conscious of some of the, you know, of certain areas and, and some of us are doing it, you know, really unconsciously, but we're still, we're still doing those, all four of those things. So we focus there first because again, everyone's already doing it and we're allowed, we're able to, um, make, you know, the most change the, the, in the, with the least amount of, of effort, really. It's like, you know, we address the low hanging fruit in each of those areas and we really just help people bring more intention and uh, more awareness to those things that they're already doing. So that's kind of the, um, an important point because I think uh, when people think about lifestyle and they think about the holistic, you know, living a more holistic life, uh, in many cases they think, like, I don't, you know, that's, I don't have time for this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, that's for people who have like all this extra time on their hands, like yeah, lifestyle, lifestyle stuff they kind of think is like, you know, like, I don't know, you, what, you, you make special tea in the morning or something, you know, I, I can't have time for that, you know, like, um, but Macho, really it's Macho. just, yeah, we're just bringing intention to what you're, the stuff you're already doing. So when you are going through your day, it's just very clear. Like I do these certain things for this reason. I do these things for this reason. I don't do these other things for this reason, just clear intention, purpose, and payoff to, to everything you do. And, um, and then bringing awareness or making it intuitive as we like to say, meaning you're just always reflecting on, you know, how it's going, you know, these are the things I do and this is how it's going. So I'm, I'm always aware of that and I'm always adapting based on it. If, if I'm doing certain more things every morning and I feel like crap by, by mid afternoon, then, you know, I got to take a look at what I'm doing. And if, yeah. you know, it's just, um, it's constantly refl um, reflect, observing, reflecting, adapting, observing, observing, reflecting, adapting, just kind of, you know, it's a practice until you, until you really feel like you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of those things are, are more noticeable than others, but some are like super under the radar. Mm -hmm. I mean, like before the show, Jay and I were talking about, you know, drinking a little bit more over the holidays and mm -hmm. how it just totally wrecked our bodies mm -hmm. and like our recovery because yes. we don't drink a, a ton, right. you know? But then I think about things like I was having a conversation with one of my clients on some nutrition stuff. And we talked about cutting out, um, well not cutting out, but just monitoring like the oils and fats and mm -hmm. stuff that are going into like cooking in her food. And in like four days, she's already lost like some weight, right. you know, just by being more mindful of that. And that's something so minor that you wouldn't even pay attention to. Like yep. when mm -hmm. you go to put oil in a pan, like you're not thinking about the the fat and stuff that's in that. Right. That's just how you cook the food. But, yep. you know, and I'm not saying that that leads to like the spirituality things, but. Well, it kind of, and it, it kind of does though, because even in that, in those, um, an example like that is a great example. You, you can, you can read a bunch of stuff. You can go look up all the different things about the different oils and the cooking temperatures and which ones are good and which ones are, are not and what you should avoid and, and all that stuff. But really what I tell people mostly is, is, you know, how does it make you feel? And most mm -hmm. people will find that when they're using a lot of oils, they just feel kind of sluggish, yeah. you know, yep. full. And that's literally what she said in her message to me this morning when she was like, I mean the scale, whatever, but it was, she was like, I already feel like feel I have it. more energy. Exactly. You know, so exactly. I mean, it, it makes a difference. I mean, if, uh, I think a lot of people are just accustomed to feeling shitty, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and they just think, oh, well, when I eat this, I just, I feel like this, it's just natural. Yep. Um, but they just don't you, know any different. Yeah. They don't know any better. So, and a lot of them don't want to move from it. That's yes. actually something that mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I struggle with that. Maybe not so much from the clients here. Cause it's like, if, if you're, if you're coming to the gym, you're probably more likely to accept change. Mm -hmm. It's from people who, who I interact with who aren't in a gym setting yeah. at all. You know, it's like you're almost talking until you're blue in the face, you know, like, I feel like crap. And then you start to ask them the questions and they seem like, you know, like, yeah, I do these things. You're like, yeah, well, would you consider removing that? They're like, no. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, you just told me you feel like shit. Right, right, and right. you're not getting any sleep. 
you're not eating well, you have no routines or mm-hmm. balance in your life, you don't exercise, and you're unwilling to change it. All right, I guess I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like driving a car and saying like Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. For me, I I like pay attention to uh, my surroundings a lot, and sometimes like, I'll be sitting somewhere and I'm just watching people eat and watching people drink things, and I'm just like I don't even know how someone could eat that in one sitting and then drink, mm-hmm. you know, whatever yeah. in a sitting. Because I know, like we were talking about before, I, I mean, I I got after it over the holidays, and I felt like pure shit. But you getting after it is is still probably like a fraction of what. Oh yeah, it's most like, people do. I, yeah, like, it's like we, a third. You know, what I mean? was at um, I was at a bachelor party probably like two three months ago. Mm-hmm. We went to a steakhouse and then a cigar lounge after. Okay, and watching this group of guys <sighs> devour. I'm talking like five six pounds of meat and then Ooh. just cocktails. And I was like, yeah, I, mean, I like man. a good steak too. But Jesus, Jesus Christ, man. like I'm gonna just you're gonna have to roll me out of here. <laughs> let alone like have a beer or a cocktail. I'm going to need a nap. But you don't, <laughs> it, the, the thing that blows my mind is that they don't even realize like the damage they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like portion control. A lot of people have no concept of portion control. Like I, I work with some grown men who eat like toddlers, bro. Yeah. Like it's like, oh yeah, I got some chicken nuggets and you know, just <laughs> random shit on the plate. Yo, that they like. chicken nuggets are fire. Chicken nuggets bro. are banging, bro. But I mean, you can't have that shit every day. No. Everything, um, has has a limit right so everything in moderation i always say i mean you don't have to be super strict but you have to find a healthy balance Mm -hmm. and i I just believe some of these some of these guys or some of these people just don't have a concept because they don't know anything else right Mm -hmm. you know and like manny was saying they're they're scared to change they Mm -hmm. don't want to you know make adjustments that can potentially improve their life like i know for me when i'm eating right and i'm you know i'm hydrating and i'm doing what i'm supposed to do and i'm moving my body I feel amazing. And then the minute I deviate from that, I notice it right away. Mm-hmm. So yes. I have like a, a little routine that, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and, you know, I sit down and either have some green tea or like black coffee, whatever. You know, I take um, at least 15 to 20 minutes to myself. I journal, right? Little prayer, little meditation, and I get on my day. Mm-hmm. I notice my days are exponentially better when I do those type of things. Mm-hmm. When I keep, when I stick to that routine, the minute I, I start to like deviate from that, it's like horrible. Because yeah. sometimes you know, like the phone will go off, and you're like, fuck. You know, you grab your phone, you start texting, you send an email out, and then next, you know, everything is off kilter. Yep. So I make sure I try to stick to a, a you know, the same routine, you know, and try not to deviate too far off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like if I leave the house and I'm I'm a one, I'm like great. My day is twenty times better. Mm-hmm. Versus if I forget a step, it just sets the tone for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. that comes from everything from mental, you know, to you know my spiritual well being and 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 like the foods that I'm putting in my body. It's all it's all it it all is correlated. It all is linked together. And then the sleep. I didn't realize how much sleep is important. Mm-hmm. You know, being somebody who works evenings. Dude, I sleep, I don't want to say I sleep like shit because I sleep a lot better than some of my coworkers, but I started to pay attention to like the, the quality of sleep I was getting. And, you know, I noticed if I did certain things before I went to bed, I got deeper REM sleep. Yeah. I got, you know, I, I woke up feeling better. So I started to change that nighttime routine. And it makes a world of a difference, especially guys who, and, and girls who have, um, you know, families, right? If, you, if you're looking to have a family within the next couple of years, you better figure out a routine that you can now share with, the people in your household because you know it's only going to improve quality of life yes you know what i mean so um 
that's why I think this episode to me means a lot because right now with everything that's going on in the world, I think a lot of people aren't really paying attention to um, the homeostasis of themselves. Yes. You know what I mean? I, like, I would agree. You know, um, and I think this is a well-timed episode and, and, you know, this is a great group of guys to have a conversation like this on, uh, you know, how, on how people should be taking care of themselves. Yeah. New year, new me, right? There's a first episode of 2022. Yes, our first Shit. episode. Yeah. So I want to yeah. set the tone. You know, and, and come out firing on all cylinders, man. Yeah, so when you talked about sleep, or, or rather the quality of sleep, that's actually something that I learned from Brian. Because I, I think one of our, I don't know if Brian remembers, remembers, but one of our earlier conversations I think was around, um, because I think in the, one of the first phases, you don't have sleep as part of. In the very beginning, in the leap. You're thinking yes, of the leap. Yes, yes, there we go, the leap. Yeah, um. Yeah, so just a quick background. So the LEAP uh, stands for Lifestyle Experimentation and um, Accountability Protocol. So it's just like a it's like a thirty day account daily accountability, and it's actually just to circle back on a point that one of you guys brought up about. Um, well, I think you mentioned like when something's a little off, you feel it, right? Yes. And we've talked about some other people who, you know, just they just don't take care of themselves, but they don't really want to change. It's because they don't really have like a baseline of what feeling really good. good feels like, you know, it's just been so long for so many people of these same everyday patterns that there's like, this is just what I feel like. And there's a lot of times like, eh, like they may not really think it's that bad because it just, they can't remember what better feels like. Um, the leap is something we use at the very beginning to help people, what we call like recalibrate great to like cover as much ground as we can in, in 30 days mm -hmm. to help them like kind of wipe the slate clean, start just these new general, it's very general. Like everybody pretty much does the same thing. Um, and it allows them to, for most people for the first time in a long time, remember like, Oh shit, this is what it feels like to just actually feel good throughout the day. Like I, I like this, you know? And then, yeah. and then we get more individualized as we go. Then we start to, to focus on more specific stuff. Um, but yeah, we actually don't, one of our daily points is, is not sleep, even though sleep is normally where we start all of our education and when we really emphasize with people the most, cause it's usually the most like, like lowest hanging fruit that people can really make big change. Um, but, uh, one of the reasons is because, um, it's in the way that accountability works. It's, it's like black and white, like you do these things or you don't mm -hmm. and sleep and is it a lot of times people will look at sleep that way? Like, okay, I just, I got eight hours or I didn't, or I just, most a lot of people are like, I, I just, I slept or I didn't, you know what I mean? I went to bed, closed yeah. my eyes and I woke up in the morning. So like, and it was relatively uninterrupted. So I guess it's good. Um, and we, since we, we want to teach people right away that that's actually not how sleep works. It's not just this black and white thing. It's not just total hours. Um, and so we don't do it that way for a specific reason. Um, for that reason. And we, we want to educate people that sleep um, is far more than just the total hours. Like everybody knows, yeah, eight hours of sleep, right? And not that that's, that's bad. You know, that's, it's yes. It's a baseline, right? It's a, it's a good baseline. Yeah. But you guys all know that, you know, sleeping from uh, 1 a.m. To, to 9 a.m. is still eight hours, right? Mm -hmm. In, or so is 10 p.m. to 6, six a.m. <laughs> He's doing his math and his head and shit. We were all yeah. doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we provided no like, assistance. I, I hope someone gets this before me. It's like I should have picked the number. Right. I, already knew, I already knew the answer. To it. Um, but and but obviously, you know, ten a.m. to six is, is going to feel very different than one to nine, even though they're they're both eight hours. Yeah. So we want people to um, we a we want people to focus on 
the uh, we usually we use the term um, hours before midnight. So we want them to really be um, focusing on how many hours they're going to get before midnight. Because that's good, that's just good. It, it just I don't have a lot of science to back it up, but as far as people feeling good. That's going to correlate it's directly life, to how, how well they feel. I can attest to it. Yep. If you get four hours, if you're asleep by, you know, 8 30, 9 o'clock at night, you're going, well, A, you're going to have a much easier chance to get eight hours, probably more. Mm-hmm. And B, you're going to, you know, even in that, if you're getting up in that five, six range, which is like fairly early, you're going to probably feel really good. Yeah. And, and most people will. Can, can attest to that. Take it from me, people. I've been, been sleeping past midnight for at least 16 years. Yeah. And. <laughs> If I'm off of work for like two weeks and I'm sleeping at like eight o'clock, eight thirty, something like that, I feel like a million bucks. There's a noticeable difference if right. I get to bed before midnight. I mean, think about it anecdotally. Think about the times where like you or someone you knew was like, "Yeah, I was so tired, I passed out at eight eight p.m." Yep. And then they wake up at six. I'm like, man, I feel so fucking great. Yes, yeah. right. It's it's, like w- it's way bucks. different than like I was so tired and I went to bed at midnight and I woke up at noon. Yeah. It's like no one says I, I feel great. <laughs> no, <laughs> even if you get twelve yeah, hours, worse. You yeah, like you're like slugging still. around. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. like, oh, I overslept. Right. You're like, word, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> not not that we promote this, but I remember in college after a big night out, I made my I would set an alarm and wake up early. A big night of what? Drinking and partying, man. Just having a good old time. Getting after But I would wake up, and then we had a sauna in our locker room, and I would go straight to that. Really? Yeah, that's oh. some fucking dedication. Dude, I was, Shit. I'm a little bit of a psycho. <laughs> sweat out the toxins, get all that get but, all that sin out of you. But my roommates would wake up, you know, 10, 11, and they'd feel like shit the whole day, and I'm like, I'm ready to yeah, party again. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't really so much about, like, feeling good. It was more like you recovered well. myself so that yeah. I could do it all again. Right, yeah. right, right. Wow, that was, uh, that was good. Yeah, um... But uh, yeah, so one of the other things we want to educate people on too with sleep is that, again, to actually like stop and check in with themselves on um, really three main things. When, uh, in, um, how they fell asleep, how they stayed asleep, and how they woke up. Uh. And how they woke up, believe it or not, people, they don't consider that part of sleep usually. You know, like you'll, so you'll hear people sometimes, oh, you know, I sleep like a rock, you know? It's like... All right, meaning like I just like I pass out and I'm out and I'm just whatever. And I'm like, well, how do you feel in the morning? You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh man, it's like fucking you know three snoozes, need coffee right away, like all that. It's like, well, that's actually you know part of the whole sleep equation. You know, okay. is waking up still. So really, what we we ask people, you know, teach people how to identify is um, the we call it the drift rest wake. So drift rest wake test. So thinking about in the morning, did I drift asleep? Um, easily and peacefully really like how or was i tossing and turning and looking at the clock and and all these things or did i just kind of generally over the three to whatever eight minutes just kind of peacefully fall asleep um did i rest uh soundly and comfortably so yes maybe we wake up to use the bathroom once maybe we you know toss and turn a little here but Mm -hmm. generally speaking we weren't like uncomfortable through the night we weren't tossing turning a million times we weren't waking up with with our eye you know glued to the ceiling and then did I awake with ease and energy? And uh, this is, you know, I tell people, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, jump out of bed whistling Dixie, like, you know, you know, like, like out of, in the movies, you know, like, that's, yeah, that's me. That's how I am in the mornings. <laughs> so you can go my, drinking again. My fiance is, is not. <laughs> like, get some. Yeah. She's, she's the three snoozes, four snoozes. Give me coffee now. Yes. Takes me an hour. And I'm like. Babe, I've already sent emails, read the newspaper, <laughs> yeah. talked to Manny. We had an hour conversation. Like, I'm fucking ready. She's like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I tell people, you don't have to feel that, you know, 
it's okay for your alarm to go off and think, damn, like I gotta get up already. Like, like I, I want to stay in bed. You know what I mean? I don't like, even have an alarm. Yeah. Well, that's even better. Uh, if you can drift, eternal babies. Yes, that's that would be the ideal, you know, kind of goal to work towards. Um, but ba- basically, it's like you know, but you should still feel like one snooze maybe, or you know, that you can within a few minutes get your feet on the ground and get up, and then with a few minutes of that, be like, okay, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, if you're just like you know, just moping around. Now, now and, do we throw in some environmental factors? Sure. If it's fucking. Jack, if Jack Frost lost his mind overnight and you wake up, it's 22 degrees and it's so warm underneath those covers. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to, I'm going to be a little reluctant to get out of it. Absolutely. And I've been having some, some uh, sorry, I've been having some, uh, some, some challenges lately myself in the, yeah, the, this man. cold, dark, these cold, dark mornings. Um, especially just through that week between Christmas and New Year's and stuff. And it's just kind of like I was working a little bit of a lot more relaxed schedule and I was just yeah. like, you know, um, just whatever, letting myself kind of bum around a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the it's definitely much more challenging yeah. in the winter. There's nothing wrong with it being just because it's a challenge doesn't mean like something's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just how we're handling it. I also find it like uh, it's easier for me to fall asleep. Like if I'm home, if I'm off work, it's easier for me if I'm in the house to just knock out because it's dark at like four thirty, mm-hmm. right? So I'll have like an early dinner, and then, dude, if I'm sitting down on something plush, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Just, there's there's no way around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, dude. I was gonna say because your your body wants to go to sleep. Yes. Like we are, if we're especially if we can really get synced to the you know circadian rhythms. Rhythm, yeah. It happens naturally. The body it wants to go to sleep. It, you already know how to sleep. You know, it's not like a hard thing to do. It's we pretty much have to just remove the obstacles, yeah. the things that are keeping us awake. I don't so fight screens that shit. and TVs and phones and caffeine and anything that's gonna stimulate us and anything that's gonna like create a lot of light or disrupt our sleep environment if we, we really just have to remove them and the body will like you said it'll it'll do what it wants to do on its own so i tell you the caffeine too plays a huge role oh yeah i started to like weak the, sauce yeah <laughs> oh, yeah I've got many, <laughs> i didn't order i didn't all like eliminate it all out but i've definitely decreased my uh, i don't even know if we can be friends anymore i know bro i'm, I'm i had to do it though well, i had guy. to give up caffeine it was, it was making me jittery <laughs> Because of what, you know, Brian is saying, like, we're, we're talking about, you know, just eight, eight hours isn't just eight hours, right? We got to look about, we got to look at the quality of, of the eight hours that we're getting. I was getting shit sleep. And I noticed that on days I was getting shit sleep, I was crushing caffeine, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? So, uh, it for is the, a drug. Yeah, you man. Know I, I mean, mean, it's time and place for it. It's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> caffeine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> you can't uh, deny that it's going to have an effect. I mean, it, it is. I mean, does it. Like, if you eliminated coffee, Cam, uh, don't you, fucking talk to me. Are you like a miserable human being, or or is it like no? Is it it's manageable? No, I'm actually. See, I've seen people turn into like the polar opposite human being because they don't have. Well, that's when you know you should probably remove it. So, remove so it. I'm I'm actually totally fine, and I did an experiment. Oh man, maybe like five six months ago, I did like a couple of weeks where I had coffee in the morning, but I had decaf. Okay, so it didn't have caffeine in it because I just liked coffee. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Like I could, I could drink coffee at midnight if it had no caffeine, whatever. Like because yeah. I just enjoy the taste of it. What about what about you, Manny? Are you? No, just- I'm actually the lar- lar- largely the same. Yeah. I just enjoy the uh, I just enjoy the taste. Okay. And to me, like coffee is like how I guess a lot of like wine collectors are. That's how I am with like coffee. Oh, I yeah. collect different coffees. I make them differently. Mm-hmm. I the, just love the taste. The only drawback with 
during the decaf is I still have, I have like a placebo effect where there is an association that caffeine stimulates you. So mm -hmm. I'll drink decaf and I'll feel like, oh, I, I could do some work right now. <laughs> so I, I still can't like, my rule is, my cutoff is like 12, 1230. Okay. I mean, I still occasionally have it like later, but like, I know that noon is kind of like my cutoff if I don't want it to like yeah, fuck I don't with even, my sleep. Yeah. I don't even fuck around with that. Yeah. It's in the morning or nothing. And, uh, it, mm -hmm. that noon like this morning was bad because I went to bed too late. Had to wake up and be at the gym at 5.30. So I had a cup of coffee when I woke up. I had you, a half cup mid-morning. How do you drink had, your coffee though? What's that? How do you drink your coffee? Um, Just regular coffee. Put milk in there? Like, oh, yeah, 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 with half and half. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm like, because I drink my coffee, coffee yeah. black. But then I had black. right before, that's it, man. That's it, man. right before I left or left my house for here, I made double shot. Ooh, that was so fucking good. <laughs> you don't feel like that shit gets you wired? The double shot, the double shot, pinging off the wall. Mm. Double shots actually have Less. probably about a tiny bit more caffeine than an average cup. Uh, yeah, somebody told me that too. Yeah, but people think that espresso. Well, you, you well. think about it, it's more concentrated. So think about the volume of a double shot versus mm -hmm. a regular cup of coffee. Makes sense. Like there's probably like what three double shots in liquid, like volume wise, in a cup of coffee. More than that, you know, like a double shot. Well, that's what like I'm two ounces, and uh, that's what I'm saying. A cup's gonna be eight to six ounces, yeah, whatever. So that's the okay. thing. So just checking. It's just packed in just that? a smaller. Uh, I think we're getting feedback. There you go. Yeah. Smaller, whatever, but yeah, perfect. You know, so like, I'm kind of anticipating that my sleep's not gonna be super great tonight because I know it's more caffeine than I usually had. But so we just call you late. I'm hoping that since I was up at 4:30, that that will kind of offset it. <laughs> That's my justification. That's your justification. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Stay tuned. The, the thing with coffee too, I mean, a lot of people really, the, I mean, the taste, and then the, it's just kind of the ritual of it. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. especially yeah, in the yeah. morning, and Very I know true. we're gonna talk about rituals and stuff. It's like. It's just chance to do something for yourself and there's a little bit of a process to it. It smells good. You're yeah. like, you're and like putting your first, I mean, some people just whatever, they just want drip coffee from the deli, but most people want to like, you know, a nice quality cup Man, and made just right. Smell, so. And yeah. Um, so, the, and there's something to that, you know, there's definitely something to and that. And it's an experience that, that you share with like your partner too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like my wife and I, we share the experience of enjoying coffee together. Mm -hmm. Even though our kids fucking ruin it, but <laughs> I was gonna say, how's that work out now? Yeah. We have about like one minute of silence before someone's screaming and, yeah. and throwing their breakfast. Right. Like, Honey, I have an Ethiopian roast today. Ah! Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I actually, funny. have a video of something really similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, if, you're, if you're looking not to get off topic with this, but if you're looking for something different, my wife and I have been doing a ceremonial cacao. Have you guys heard of cacao? Oh shit! Cacao? Let's, please the, enlighten the, us. Is that the cat stuff? No, no. What is cacao? This? Cacao. It's like a hundred percent chocolate. Like yeah. chocolate, basically. Uh, chocolate. Not, it doesn't taste like chocolate, really, because it's ceremonial grade. So Would he like, snort it? No, you cook. You <laughs> god damn. <laughs> no, you make it in a, a cup. You know, you drink it. Oh yeah. So it's like, um, dude, I, I definitely want to try this. Yeah, it's good. You can. There's. It's fairly uh, popular now. Is it like the powder? No, it's like um, they're like these discs. They're like pure one hundred percent cacao discs and you there's all there's like different ones can't throw it in a cure no you mix it in so like water and uh we add a little like uh cinnamon and a little uh, cayenne pepper actually ooh, and ooh. So, yeah i want to try this and you, you do this every day no 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 um, i was like just on fridays just more we've usually been doing it on the weekends um 
And then if you, you talk to the real cacao enthusiasts, they'll tell you to like, you know, first you hold it, you know, up and you <laughs> sniff and you like set an intention and, you know, and to be honest, I, I think it helps. I, I, it's a very, um, they, it has a little bit of caffeine in it, but it also has a, it's a very kind of like opening feeling. You feel it definitely lifts your mood for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely gonna try this. It tastes now. good. Maybe we, let's all do it together. Sure. that. All right, yeah. Listen, I'm I'll down. Send you I'll the just link. get some cacao. Yeah, uh, 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 anyone's interesting, uh, interested, I think we can do it. We or, can do it before the O23 blueprint. Yeah. Yes. On the 23rd. Boom. Yo. I like it. Boom, boom, boom. I like Perfect. it. And the the banging that they probably hear in the background is construction. Yeah, so. guys. Sorry, we're having some construction. Yeah, we're doing here, some so. shit. Um, but back to what you were saying, right? So, so um, with this with the sleep aspect, right? Um, do you have like a ritual before you go to bed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Yeah. So in fact, like you personally, yeah, yeah. Um, Practice I, what you preach, brother. I uh, I tell I, when we teach people, we, you know, the first thing we talk about with sleep, the first thing we work on are the our morning and our nighttime rituals. Mm -hmm. And the, we use the term ritual as opposed to routine, in meaning a ritual is something that we are doing again just with intention. Like I do this I for this certain reason. You know, it's my little ritual. Um, where a routine can just be something that just happens automatically and it may or may not be making us better. A ritual is something that I know this makes me better. You know, I do it this way for, for a reason. Yes. Um, but for a lot of people, the the nighttime ritual is actually um, uh, more important to start okay. with. Like everybody, everybody has some kind of morning routine, whether it's unconscious or not. At some point you get up and you put your feet on the ground and you go start your day, right? Yes. Um, at night, not everybody, you know, people, a lot of people, they, they don't put any intention into like winding down or getting ready for bed until they're just like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. I gotta go to bed. And then they just try to like hit the lights and, and go to sleep. And mm -hmm. usually they're, if they fall asleep right away, it's usually because they should have been in bed like an hour or two ago, you know, or they just, they don't fall asleep right away because they're still like, they thought you, you can't really just like hit a switch and your body's, you know. You, you just off right you want to we want to kind of ride that that wave down so the the nighttime ritual is really important in being like okay i'm, I'm now winding down you know like this i'm not I, i'm avoiding certain things i'm avoiding anything that's going to get me kind of like up like stress wise like i'm not reading work emails i'm not even really talking about work much unless it's just like some casual stuff with with my wife before bed but uh it's generally just like low stress low tempo low lights um, we, lights are big. We take, we take all the lights down. We have just little like orange lights and stuff that we have on, um, or candles. Uh, usually some just some You're essential man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn out the lights. <laughs> uh, some low, some like down tempo music, some, you know, very light stuff like that. And, um, I, I'm like adamant about it. it. You know, I have at least it's after we get the kids to bed. It's really from there, from the time I get my daughter to bed until, I'm in bed usually about 45 minutes to an hour. It's just um, some light stretching, some some breathing, some journaling, kind of whatever. It's not always the same thing. It's kind of whatever I feel I need to do. Some nights it's like I need to I need to journal a little bit here and kind of get some things that are swirling around my head onto paper and just sort of so I can let go of it a little bit. Um, otherwise, when I go to bed, I'm I'm you know I, I'm like my head is still on that stuff. I'll try uh, it. And some nights it's um, it's more like physical, like I'm just either like kind of locked up or just been a long day and or maybe I either I did or didn't get to move as much as I wanted to. And mm -hmm. I'll just kind of 
um, just kind of get down on the ground and, and see what, what feels right. Um, I do, I do usually use cannabis at night, like a small, you know, I guess most people would consider like a micro dose of, of cannabis. And that just helps me just <sighs> kind of take that, that last breath a little bit and kind of check out, you know, whatever's, whatever needs to be, you know, the, the other stuff can all wait till tomorrow. Just trying to spend some quality time, you know, taking care of myself, treating my body right, sharing some time with my, my wife and, you know, just, um, winding down. It's like that, kind of this wave pattern of the day, you know, gotcha. we, we wind up and we wind down and it should feel like that. It shouldn't feel like, it shouldn't feel like a sudden, okay, bedtime. And it shouldn't feel like, you know, if you're, if you're it watching, should be like TV, a gradual yeah, it should be gradual. Okay. If you're, if you're watching TV until you fall asleep, you know, that's, you got to realize when you're falling asleep like that, your body's just like literally tapping out. Yeah. Like, I, I can't stay awake any longer. You want to be in bed long before that happens. If you want to maintain, you know, consistent health. I kind of do something similar to that. I listen to an audio book on the way home um, with like, cadence is like huge with me. So if mm -hmm. someone has a certain kind of cadence and a tone, mm. that kind of chills me out a bit. Mm -hmm. And then when I walk into the house, I don't like turn on like crazy lights. I kind of just do my thing and then I, I do a little bit of breathing and then mm -hmm. I fucking, I knock right out. Nice. So that's like the thing that I notice because the minute I deviate from that, messes me up right or if, if like if i know i'm coming down with something i'll uh i like some black seed oil or something like that before i'm gonna get an oil and oregano and um that kind of like mellows me out to like to, to yeah. but i i try not to like i don't touch my phone yeah i don't that, do any of that i was gonna add the phone I, it's the yeah, big one. Because I, it's like a hard hard stop time on the phone for me that shit makes you tweak a little bit like mm -hmm. if, especially if you get like a text or like you read something and it's like you know yeah. and then now you're trying to fall asleep but Mm -hmm. The senses are just going because you just read something that's probably either, I don't know, I don't want to say upsetting, but it, it, it alerts triggering. you. Triggering. Yeah, 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 triggering, exactly. Yeah. That's the word yeah. I was thinking I think about. social media is probably one of the worst things a human can do to start their day and especially end their day. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think a very actionable step that any human can do right now to improve their sleep is get the F off of social media at least one hour before yeah. your bedtime. Yep. Get off it. Listen, people. <sighs> Yeah. Let me tell you, on days where I'm not on routine and I happen to just go on social media because I'm just fucking bored like everyone else, and my wife is like, you know, working with like a patient at night, I'll go on, I'm like, God damn it, why did I do that? Yes. <laughs> you know, right. like you I know immediately regret it because I'm thinking, I'm like, God damn it, man, you know better than that. Yes. You know, so there's definitely a huge difference yeah. in, in your stress levels before going to bed. Yeah, somebody recently asked me, I, it was, I forget what it was. It was a conversation like this. I don't know if it was on a podcast or what. Like, what's like the number one, like, like what's your uh, like top tip, for, like health tip or whatever? It's just like such a hard thing to answer. Like, what's one thing, you know? And I actually, though, my answer was um, don't use your phone in bed ever. Yeah. So whether it's like at night. <laughs> I had that written down as a question. <laughs> <laughs> so predictable. Well, here you go. Here's my answer. The answer is don't, don't use your phone in bed. Um, and like, you, obviously it would be better if you didn't use it for like a full hour in the morning or a full hour before bed at night or whatever. But if you just start by being like, when I'm laying in my bed, I do not ever like use my phone. Got it. If you can separate those two things, you don't ever really meet people who are like, yeah, I start my morning by laying in bed and scrolling through Instagram and then end my day like that. And are like, 
I feel great. Like I'm, I'm crushing life. Day, and, like yeah. I feel awesome. You know what I mean? It just doesn't really go that way. It usually just turns into like this blah kind of feeling because we're getting all these different stimulus and all these different emotions. And, you know, it's just we're procrastinating and getting up and all that stuff. And then at night, it just keeps us warm. Our body's trying to shut down. It yeah. just keeps the, the loops going. It just keeps us overstimulated. So, um, yeah, that would be. Yeah, you know, there's other tips and stuff too, but you know that's a very simple one. I think anybody can feel really good from. So what's what's your morning routine? So in the morning, it's actually now that I have two young kids, so it's changed a lot. Um, <laughs> my morning ritual is much. Chaos. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> chaos sometimes, and it's very it's like can vary very much from day to day. I learned, I would say. When my second uh, child was born, and really more importantly, um, when he started like crawling and moving and stuff, which is like maybe four months ago now, or something like that. I don't know. He's nine months now. Um, I realized uh, that I, I shouldn't have too much of a plan in the morning because it's just I was getting frustrated by the fact that like it just wasn't happening. Yeah. You know. Uh, okay. Um, but it's actually a good. To kind talk of just like freestyle it. Yeah, yeah. So, and but this is important too. This is what we we teach people. It's like the goal isn't necessarily to have, be like, all right, every morning I do this and then I do for ten minutes and then I do this for ten minutes and then I write in my journal and then I do because a you might not really feel called to do all those things every morning. B when it doesn't work that way, you start to feel like you're failing mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I did three things for myself this morning, and, and you start realizing, well, I didn't do four things. You know, the other four things. So. Um, it, and it's just like kind of not really natural. It's not really how like flow works, you know, of like do this, do this, do this, do this, uh, like a robot. So what we really want the, to, to do, we want to teach people the, the goal is to be able to, um, check in with ourselves, like really like kind of just take pause and like really ask yourself, what, what do I need right now? Do I need, yeah. and in the morning for me, a lot of times it's like, all right, do I need to, um, just do a little breathing and stuff while the kids are playing. Do I, do I need to, to stretch and move? Do I, or do I, you know, go bundle them up, throw them in a stroller and take, take a jog or go to the sun sunrise or something like that. And, um, I usually, I want to make sure I do really one of those three things, like either, either move, get outside or breathe or Mm. like all three, like combined usually. Um, but that's like, my goal is usually to do one of those things and be like present for it and do it. But then also, um, and then I, I do have, like, I, I want to make sure that I'm not, um, like, neglecting my time with my kids in the morning before I go to work, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I I want to make sure they're feeling like there's a, just a good energy in the house, you know, there's music on, we're just kind of up, you know, it's like the, the opposite of night. We're kind of like bringing the energy up mm-hmm. naturally, you know, just some good light music. If we're making food, we're kind of just like dancing around and just like, you know, having fun. And I want to know that we're, we're setting the tone for the day emotionally. And then, uh, you know, the specific things I do kind of come secondary to it. Gotcha. And then... Uh, so having the ability to call the audible yeah, um, and, and leave a little room for play is huge. Yes, right. Oh, and now okay. when I get to my office, I usually have like a little like opening the day, like more routine. Like a ritual. seance? Yes. Um, So like I get to the office, I'll usually, uh, it depends on what happened prior. This kind of goes hand in hand of how the morning went beforehand and what I have coming up for the day. But um, I do, I have 
I kind of have two times in the morning. I have a, like an arrival time that I aim for and then a, an actual start time. And okay. th- lately this time of year and whatnot, it's been 8 a.m. arrival, 8.30 start time. And really the 8.30 start time is like the hard time. The 8 a.m. arrival, it gives me some leeway because I, I'm rarely there at 8 a.m. It's usually like, you know, 8.10, I'm kind of strolling in. Yeah. But then I don't feel like I'm really late. It's just like, all right, now I have like, uh, it's just less time I have before I have to start work. So but th- that eight thirty is the hard eight thirty. Eight thirty, I'm I'm going. Okay, you know, right. it's like I'm on the computer. It's open and I'm doing my my stuff. Um, mm. Once in a while, I'm only getting there like right at eight thirty. Like, and it's like whatever. I just got to get right into work. But usually, I ha- I'll have at least fifteen to twenty minutes where um, I will again kind of feel it out. I have some. Uh, some good, a good amount of space in my office and I have my, my mace clubs and my, my ropes and stuff. So it's usually, I, I, if I haven't moved yet until that point, I like to get a little movement in um, or I'll, I'll do a little short meditation or whatever. And again, I just get music going and, and things like that. Um, sometimes I, I'll sit and make my schedule and, uh, for the day or for the week if it's Monday and stuff like that too. But um, yeah, it help, that helps because... Um, I can't necessarily always get my mind, you know, sharp and ready to go in the morning with the kids and stuff. Yeah. But, so it's it's nice to have that second. I second like that place. you said that uh, that when you wake up, that you make sure that there's a good energy in mm-hmm. the house. Uh, I think that's huge because I think we all have a we all have the ability to make a conscious decision to write that energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because not everybody wakes up on the right side of the bed, right? You know, you wake up, yep. you feel. I, I guess maybe the day before, maybe there's still some remnants of the day before, mm-hmm. so you might not feel 100 percent yourself, but rectifying the energy in that house to me I, is, is huge because that's the first thing I heard when you said that word energy, it's like, you know, your kids aren't responsible for what you went through yeah, exactly. you know, the day before. So mm-hmm. why should they have to suffer? Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing. You know, energy is a continuous thing. It only it gets transferred. It doesn't, it doesn't dissipate. Yeah. So if you have a shit day and you have shit energy that now gets transferred to the people in your house. Mm-hmm. So if you, you saying that you make, that you're making a conscious, a conscious decision, to rectify the energy in the house and make sure it's upbeat, it's uplifting so that, you know, it gets people going and, you know, it sets the tone for the day. That is huge. And I think a lot of people overlook that aspect. You know, some people, yeah. because they had a shit day or like whatever, something happened before they went to bed and they woke up with that still on their spirit, that they're now going to take that and now shell that shit out to everybody else yes. in the house. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you have, you know, developing bodies in your house. You have, you have young kids mm-hmm. who now, they feed off of you, mm-hmm. you know, unbeknownst to, to you, they feed off of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's huge. And I think anybody who's listening to this episode should really take note to when you said that, because I mean, that's, that's crucial for, you know, the, the, the molding of young minds. And also the, if you cohabitate with somebody that is clutch, yeah. you know what I mean? Nobody wants to wake up next to a miserable fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. and I'm if, serious. And yeah. And if, and if you're waking up like that, like just having tools in your in your tool belt to, to turn it around. To turn you know? it around, like exactly. You said it's with the kids especially, they're so young, like they're just learning they're what's normal by, by watching us. And if it's normal for me every day to be like all grumpy and pissed off and yep. just like, whatever, gotta go to work, see you later. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just what they're learning is like normal dad and normal life and they're gonna emulate the same things. And, and kids have a remarkable memory, man. There's, oh, yeah. there's things I can remember from when I was like four. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know. It's, it's yeah, they'll remember, they'll just get used to this feeling, right? Yes. And then, then they'll start doing the same things. And uh, I want them to feel every morning, like they get up, there's like, I, we say, my wife and I say all the time, we want them to have like a thirst for life. You know yes. what I mean? Just like yes. feel Love like that. we don't just like wake up and mope around and, and complain about things. We want to, you know, we 
get up and we go out and we take life, you know, by the, by the horns a little bit, you know? So I love that, man. Um, even if I'm kind of faking it a little bit sometimes, not faking it, but you know what I mean? Even if I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I'm not really feeling this right now, but yeah. I, I want to make sure I'm setting Gotta the put right your game example. face on, man. Exactly. You know? Yeah, 100%, yeah. man. That's huge. Uh, yeah. Perspective really changes, I think, once you have kids because you don't, you're, not that you're not aware of how you behave, but you become hyper aware of how you behave yeah. once you have kids, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and my wife is a psychologist, so, you know, she sees all sorts of stuff and, uh, you know, we talk about some of these things. Uh, and um, it is a little bit scary to see how some parents don't see how their behavior is influencing their kids' mm. actions. Mm -hmm. it's, yep. it's very strange. So now I become like re really aware of it when I watch, you know, when I see, you know, it's especially little kids because they're more influenced by their, by their parents than they are their friends, right? You know, yeah. like your three, four, five-year-old, if, if they're really pissed, it's, it's probably someone in the house who probably has a little bit of a fiery temper or a way yes. of not, yes. of, of not regulating their feelings. And mm -hmm. then, you know, they, you know, they, they might come to my wife and say, Hey, there's something wrong with my kid. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, Oh, data point number one. It's like dad can't control his emotions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's uh, something that's super interesting. And, and uh, I wanted to talk to you about this in the last episode about children's nutrition, Okay, because I know that you and I share a, pretty similar outlook when it comes to like beating our children yeah, yeah. and it becomes like absolutely mind-boggling to me to even see um parents that are relatively like healthy people still continue to um give their kids like cheese doodles and, mm -hmm. and chicken nuggets mm -hmm. and all that other stuff it's like absolutely crazy to me mm -hmm. it's like why shouldn't your kid be eating the exact same stuff that yeah. you're eating mm-hmm yeah 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 sure let's let's get into that a little bit um yeah it's well i gotta say so my wife and i we were so my wife's name is brianne by the way i'll just start using her name so saying my wife my wife my wife <laughs> um <laughs> brianne and i were recently talking because um our two and a half year old is becoming quite a difficult you know around mealtime and we're a little disappointed in ourselves because we kind of slowly let some things um parameters that we wanted to stick to kind of fade a little bit. Right. Okay. And it was never, it's never with the right, uh, it was always with the right intentions of like, okay, yeah, we can have a little bit of this tonight or it's, you know, it's a birthday or it's whatever, you know, all this kind a goldfish. Of, no, no, no goldfish. <laughs> but that's, you know, she's just, we've always been a thing where it's like it, we, what we eat in our home. And this is always just kind of our general and the things we bring into our home and keep in our home. We're much more like, I don't like to use this word strict, but we're much more conscious about that than just like what we eat in general. Right. So like, okay. we're not going to say no at a birthday party that she can't have a little cake or whatever and stuff, but we're not going to like, we don't just have like cakes in the house, you know, house. regularly okay. yeah. and stuff, you know? Um, but because she's young and there's our entire world revolves around, you know, having Shit. junk food all the time, <laughs> everywhere you go, no matter what kind of occasion, the slightest occasion, there's, you know, tons of junk food. Um, she's, you know, she slowly started getting exposed to certain things, but which is fine on occasion, except that she's now misunderstanding. Like she just can't really grasp the concept of like, why is it okay to have this sometimes and not all the time? You yeah. know, I don't understand. Like they, they just don't get that. Right. And it's, and that's where we've had some, frustrations with other people in our family and stuff where we're like, no, we don't, 
I don't want her to eat this stuff. And it's not because we're like, no, you can't have like a cookie today. Like, you know, bad like that. It's just more like, no, she's just getting confused and doesn't understand why this is okay now. And, and then she's asking for it for tomorrow morning for breakfast. And then, oh. then we have to say no. And then she's crying and it's a fight and all these things, you know? So, um, it's been, it's, it is definitely challenging. So I've become more like now that I'm, we're living through these challenges, I, I see, you know, that, uh, you know, everyone deals with this to some extent. I think for a lot of like what you're talking about is that when it becomes challenging as parents, we like, it's just so easy to just give in and so easy to be like, all right, yeah, whatever, just have that. And like, okay, I'm going to start buying these from now on and things that like are once in a while or all of a sudden three nights a week, mm. you know, or whatever. And then to try to, you know, then, the, then that's normal to them. It's like, all right, well, if we eat pasta three nights a week, it's like they're expect she's expecting pasta and then yeah. she doesn't want vegetables, right? She doesn't <laughs> want the things that she used to, she used to like. And, um, and then, you know, we're already seeing this and we're, we're trying to, we've been talking through some different ways to take some action here, but um, it's like, just like we as adults, we're now having to gonna have to try to go and learn, relearn or um, retrain ourselves, recondition ourselves to a lifetime of, of bad habits, you know? Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, Manny, it's like, what I don't want to do is have her, you know, go through the same basically way of living as every other adult in our society for the next 30 years. And then at age 30, be like, oh man, I better go, I better like, you know, start eating better and get myself in, in, in shape or whatever and have to, you know, deal with all the same, like that's yeah. way harder. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. whole goal is to avoid having to do it wrong for 30 years. It's like, you know, I'm, this is what we do. For, this is what I do for a living. This is all of our world. Like we can do better than this, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really tricky because this stuff is so, um, you know, so processed, so addicting, so like overly um, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it just, like so incredibly sweet and stuff, flavors the and flavors stuff, yeah. and stuff that it's like it's literally like a drug you know you give yeah. these kids it's like the same thing of giving adults a bunch of you know cocaine and stuff it's like yeah they, they're gonna come back and want more the next day if they don't understand like if you did they don't know co if like you didn't know cocaine was bad you'd be like yeah this is great i'm gonna do it every day you know yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know you're you're setting the foundation for their lives so uh my wife and i i guess i'll say her name daphne <laughs> you know <laughs> Something that, that we did that uh, really set our kids up real well. We're, like, pretty similar where we don't really have a lot of crap in the house. Like, yeah, we we bake a little bit here and there mm -hmm. because that's time that they can share. And, yes. Know, it's like a fun activity. But our kids freaking love just regular good whole foods. Mm -hmm. You know, and we don't give them, like, chicken nuggets and grilled cheese and stuff like that. Because the way that we view it is, like, and this is going to sound like an exaggeration to a lot of people and probably fear mongering, but I'll say it anyways. I look at feeding your kid bad food is essentially like you are slowly killing them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and like that's literally all I see when I see parents feeding their kids crap mm -hmm. on a on a routine basis, not an every now and then basis as no, my kid only eats grilled cheese. Like, well, congratulations. You are literally killing your yeah, kid. How does it get to that point where they only eat chicken nuggets? They just only like, eat french fries just, just just like this they were never introduced to the good food first right. gotcha mm -hmm. that's it's pretty simple mm -hmm. that and i think a lot of parents it's not on their radar because they don't eat well themselves yeah and yes. they're fine yeah right I, you I think know? i think that's probably more, more what it, it is yeah, yeah. because people in and, our realm who 
we eat healthy and stuff like that. Like we're not actually thinking about it as eating healthy. This is just a normal day of eating, right? But like for another family, if they don't eat healthy, I mean, why would their kid eat healthy? Exactly. You know, like because that's their normal. And there's like, yeah, I mean, how bad is it? You know, it's just like they, they, they. I think if any any parent that truly knows what they're doing won't do it, or at least will be working really hard not to. It's just if they are doing those things, they. They just don't quite understand how bad it is. Yeah. Like they might know, like this isn't the best food, but they don't realize like how bad this stuff really is. Yeah, it's is. it's super bad. I mean, look at childhood obesity rates right now. I mean, not not to continue talking about this damn subject because I I hate talking about it. But look at like COVID in children. Mm-hmm. The literally the only children who are getting super sick from it or severely ill are largely obese children and those with underlying medical conditions. Yeah. Perfectly yes. healthy kids. It's nearly non-existent, nearly non-existent. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how does that happen? It's like, how the fuck do you think it happened? Exactly. (laughs) It's an adult, a childhood obesity or childhood health issues are really an adult problem. Like where the, like I want to yell at parents. We give them everything they eat up until really like 10, 12, like 14 years old or so before they're ever like going and making their own food or picking their own meals. So yeah. like, and like, even then you're buying the food in the house. They're not going out like no, shopping. For their own food. I, thought, I, I was always in the assumption that kids are going to eat whatever their parents are eating. That's yeah. how I grew up. Mm-hmm. That was the rules too with us. You know what I mean? Like, like, what we're having. Yeah. There was no special delivery or special uh, requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom would be like, go fuck yourself. We're going to eat this. This, <laughs> is, this is where it's at right here. And then we, she would be like, go with God. <laughs> <laughs> it's... My my mom is a is a is a very very unique being because um, now she's a shell of what she used to be, but um, I mean she she set us up I think great because developed good eating habits um, but didn't mess around as far as like oh you're not gonna eat that well I guess you're gonna go to bed hungry because this is what we have and I'm not making any special dishes for you all right and you don't eat and you don't eat so yeah. I mean I well I think I think that right there is, is how. The other side of the equation is parents have the best of intentions. And then just like you were saying, the parameters kind of got yeah. faded away. You're conscious of it. So you're trying to fix it. But a lot of parents just go, this is how the kid doesn't scream. Yes. This is how mealtime right. doesn't become yeah. a fight. So that's what I was going to go to right there. So like what I hear all the time is from other people is like, you don't understand because you don't have, have kids, kids yet. And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't have kids, but I understand exactly how the situation is like yes. working is like you literally just, the kid was upset. So you caved, mm-hmm. gave them what they wanted instead of being the adult and yep. being like, don't eat then. And then they know every night she knows mm-hmm. if I cry long enough, eventually they're just going to give yeah, in. Of course. And, then we it's eventually the why w- and why wouldn't they cry yeah. if they want a cookie and they know that if they cry for 15, 20 minutes, they're going to get a cookie. <laughs> they're just going to yeah. do it. Fucking, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why wouldn't I? Yep. That's yeah. so funny, the whole, like, oh, well, wait till you have kids. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with the tablet. It's like, I oh, I, yeah. I oh. watched a family at dinner. And, I'm, I mean, to me, dinner was always family time. That's how I was raised. It's like everybody sat down and were home for dinner, and it was conversation. I watched a, a family. There were two young kids. Probably, I want to say, like, maybe, like, four and like five or something like that, like very close in age, but young kids and their whole time they're tweaking in their seats, right. On their, on their tablet. And it, it even got to the point where they had to like rush order the kids food, like make sure the kids food comes out first. I'm like, wait a minute. Like how are they the bosses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were how old? Like probably like four and five. Like, yeah. That's too old. 
you know, if they're like one and two, it's like there's not much you can do because there's yeah, such yeah, a communication yeah, barrier. Yeah. You know, you're like, I don't right. know. They're on they're on fucking cat brain over here, man. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like these kids were old enough to know. Like, I, I mean, I know. They can sit for a few minutes and yes, wait for the food. Because yeah. I knew growing up, like if, if, if I went out to dinner with my parents and I acted up, oh no, yeah. it was a wrap. <laughs> and these kids, they, it was just like, here, give them the tablets. Do me a favor. Put the food in. Make sure the food comes out before hours. I don't give shit. Just yeah. make sure they get their food. And it was like, it was just, let's occupy the kids long enough so that they don't fuss, you know, create a scene. And I'm like, how the fuck? I, I think that that's the other, like, major thing that I see with that's a lot of parents life. is electronics is the go-to mm. for, like, mm-hmm. pacifying your kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like... What? It's a bad habit. Like I didn't we, even... we know now how bad like being on electronics and like how stimulating it is and whatever. Bro. And like you depend, like you get addicted to these things. Watch your you child's You need to know face. notifications and whatever. And like kids now know how to work mm-hmm. an iPad coming out of the womb. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know how to like unlock it. They yeah. swipe, you know, they know how to type in the passcode. Tell them swing a hammer or work a wrench. Can't yeah. So it. what was, what was funny and, and my parents weren't intentional about this, but we didn't have cable. I wasn't, I didn't have video games mm-hmm. or anything growing up mostly because my parents couldn't probably afford it. So yeah. it was just like, that was just the way that it was. So you went outside mm-hmm. or you, you played Play. in the yard, you know, what? like whatever. It's my error. And like, it worked out well. My parents just weren't consciously like, we're taking these things away so that he does yeah. that. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but they but still there, there was a, enough sense of awareness there. I'm sure to be like, no, this kids, this is what you do. You go outside yeah. and play. Like, and I remember not really much about it. It's I remember so we had like a stack of Disney VHSs, and I remember that was like an occasion when I got to watch like a Disney movie. It was fucking awesome because yeah. yeah. it, yeah. it wasn't an everyday thing. It was like. <clears throat> Oh, I'm about to watch The Lion King for the 17th time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Simba. I thought you were going to be at The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Ariel's my girl. I fuck with Little Mermaid. <laughs> Under the sea. We were just having that exact conversation, though, with Brianna and I, because we were raised a little bit differently, but I was like, kind of saying, like, yeah, movies are supposed to be like this occasion. You know what I mean? They're not just something that are just on in the background all the time. You know, yeah. like, try, when you, if we're going to watch a movie, like, sure, let's, let's, but kind of make a thing about it. Like, hey, we'll watch a movie tonight and, you know, we'll like just kind of make it a, a special treat as opposed to just every time you're in the living room playing, there's movies on in the background. You know what I mean? Just like conditioning them to be like, always have background noise, always have stimulation. Yeah. always. Yeah. And then, and then watching a movie is not that cool anymore either. So it's like, then you have to find new ways of giving them like specialness, you know, and like yeah. nothing special anymore. And that's, I've actually, that I've kind of gotten away from, that myself is like I'll work all day and then I want to come home and like I want to be a bum I want to sit on the couch yes. and fucking watch like two episodes of a show yep and I like I, I just want to zone out mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's it's bad because like I will watch TV every night for like two hours mm. you know sometimes more but like at least two hours mm. but everything is done I'm, for the day like I'm not I'm watching TV way. in lieu of like skipping out on like work and stuff but like I've done my shit. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. We eat dinner, and then I'm like, oh, "Is your little treat for yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> Watch you know? me, you know, series. And for me, I'd rather I'd rather it be TV because I can like manage that than like pouring myself a cocktail or two yeah. every night. You know, like right. I view that as worse, but I know that it's not great. But yeah, that's and that's where like my fiance Danny, we're total opposite. She hates the TV. She'll mm-hmm. like. I have to beg her to like watch with me. Really? Yeah. So like last night we were watching Succession and mm-hmm. she's like reading a book like while I'm watching. I'm like, we're on two different wavelengths. Yeah, I'm like fucking loser. <laughs> wow. So so she has 
better nighttime routines, has trouble waking up. You have crap nighttime routines. No. You can wake up great. I'll, what I'll the pick, fuck is going on? I'll pick on her. So last night she was reading a book, but usually she's on her phone uh, doing uh, stuff. Right. And that's that's the big one. So it's we have two things. But for me, 8, 8.30, my phone literally, do not disturb. I don't even know where it is. Like right. It's just in the other room. Yeah. It does not exist. That's clutch. Um, that's clutch. And then I watch TV. And then like... I'll turn it off and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. And I know that like, hey, it's going to take, you know, 30 minutes. We're going to talk, whatever, yeah. like kind of wind down. And that's my thing. But, and then I'll fall asleep, but I wake up super fine. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a important note to make, be made there. You're doing it with intention still. It's like, this is my, like, I've done what I need to do for the day. I'm like, you know, I ate dinner. I did my work. I closed up. Now I'm like, I'm going to sit down. And with intention and watch, you know, a specific show or two that I've been wanting to watch or I've been watching yeah. or whatever. And uh, and you also know when it's over, it's over, you know, that I go and then I go, whatever, get ready for bed. Yeah, and I mean, I, like, I used difference. to, I used to watch when I was, you know, single and living alone, like I'd fucking watch Netflix until like one o'clock yeah. in the morning. <sighs> that's a you live story. by yourself and like, that's your entertainment. It's, it's not so like easy I had to do one like, more, one yeah, more, right? You know, whatever. But yeah, now I'm super intentional. I'm like, all right, after this episode, that's it. Right, we're you can done. do the math. You can be like, all right, it's whatever time, and the show's an hour yeah. long, or whatever. I'm doing, I can watch one more, and um, it's an it's a very important distinction because some people they they all really struggle with that. Like, oh, I like watching TV at night. Like, are you gonna make me take you're gonna take that away from me? Or like, yeah, no, not necessarily. But like, let's talk about how it's let's going. See, down. Let's see how it fits into your right. Are you sitting rituals? down at seven with no intent? You know, and then with no plan and five hours later still, you know, still watching and, and all that, or you, you know, watching a show or two, enjoying yourself and then calling it a day. There's yeah. a very big difference there. This is kind of interesting because I think when people think about going on a diet or even jumping on what you offer with the O two three is that they think that it is this permanent, I have to live only this way and there yeah. is no wiggle room, mm -hmm. but this is like a beautiful example of, Hey, you can still have some of the things you want, but it's with intention. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. There's never, it's, Rarely is it, you know, just like this hard and fast yeses and nos kind of thing. Like that, because that's a not enjoyable. And that's, we don't want anyone to live their life like that. Like just take not, away everything you love. It's just, you know, it's not it's real life either. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not real life. Everything America. has to have a little, a little play in it. Yeah. A little yeah. play, a little feel, right? We talk about feel all the time. It's yeah. like, it's not about um, rigid, strict, like meal plans and things like that. It's about feel. It's like literally checking in with yourself, feeling what feels right. Um, you know, there's it, it just the TV is an example of like, you know, <clears throat> it's you want to help someone get to a point where they know, you know, what tonight is not a night for TV. I had a long day. I had another long day tomorrow. I'd really need to just do some other thing, you know, read, journal, stretch, yeah. just get to bed earlier, whatever. Like and knowing and trusting themselves that when they feel that they can do that as opposed to being like, I, I can't like I only know how to just, you know, yeah. like just mindlessly yeah. watch TV every night, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. I had a question. Yeah, this is what. The, so we, we we spoke about um you know as far as like the the o two three concept right. I, you mentioned spirituality in mm -hmm, that, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I I wanted to close up with that. Um, from the spirituality aspect, like how do you go about it? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, it's 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 uh it's interesting because that word spirituality gets pretty, you know, it's another word that people are not really sure what it means. So they mm -hmm. kind of shut down around it sometimes. Um, and really the way we talk about spirituality. So first of all, um, spirit and ritual are the words in spiritual, yes. right? So again, it's just back to the rituals. Um, and in spirit, meaning like 
we just we're really helping people just connect better to themselves like to get to know themselves better like what really makes me happy what do i really want like here are my goals i want to lose weight i want to get in shape i want to do these things but like but why you know what what's my drive here and 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 really just starting to like honor themselves through their daily practices yes. right so like when i'm eating i'm not just like shoving something in my mouth on the car just to get my my macros in or whatever it's like no eating is a time to eating is how i give back to myself mm. you know my my i'm asking my body to do things all day long meal time is a chance to you know slow down take a breath give my body some good clean energy to yep. kind of thank thank my body here you go like um and just kind of just rebuild that connection so um all of these things that we do throughout our day the way we eat the way we sleep um the way we talk to ourselves it's just from a different place of yes you know i i these things are important to me because my health is important um i feel good and i deserve to feel good and i want to continue to feel good mm -hmm. And, um, it's, uh, you know, um, shoot, I, I lost my train of thought there, but basically like these, um, it's just, or like just having that clarity on like, this is, this is who I am. This yeah. is, this is important to me. These are the important things in my life. And, um, it's like, I'm willing to, uh, you know, sacrifice other things to, for what I believe in. And I believe that I, I deserve to feel good and I, do, and I deserve to take care of myself. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really just like that, that connection and helping people um, realize that all these little things we do throughout our day are, they kind of all become our spiritual practice in some yes. ways, you know, it's just, it's how we give ourselves what we need. I'm happy you, you clarified that because I think a lot of people get yeah, thanks for religion and spirituality yeah. completely mixed up. That's what I was going to say. Two totally different entities. Yeah. And, not that we you can't associate a, a specific religion mm -hmm. at all, of course, and mo most people do in some extent. But the way we talk about it, it's always really just um, it's just about ourself and connecting to ourselves, but also in in our nature, just like yeah. kind of understanding human nature and and uh, the way we're we're designed. But um, we don't teach any like specific religion or follow the specific things. It's yeah. all about just connecting with ourselves. I, I like the words that you use. You always you, you know intent. You know um, yep. honoring yourself. Um, I think that's huge. Uh, because a lot of people aren't that self-aware to understand mm -hmm. that, you know, like, like we have one body, right. You know, and you know, we just occupy this vessel, right. Mm -hmm. And then we go to afterlife or whatever it is that you believe in. But while you occupy this vessel, um, it would behoove you to, to honor this vessel, right. You yes. put the right foods in your body, sleep, you know, exercise, and, you know, just be aware on, on, on how you treat others. It's very simple, but some people, kind of get lost in the sauce because yes. the everyday, you know, nonsense that we go through, we get caught up in it and then we lose sight of these things. So that's why I asked the spirituality yeah. thing because um, I wanted to hear, you know, the, your insight on it because it's very similar to mine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty much spot on. And I think um, anybody who, who listened to this episode today, if you don't grab anything from this episode, because I think I believe it was super informative. Um, but at the same time, like, I think a lot of people do not live with intent mm -hmm. and do not honor themselves. Right. You don't honor yourself. There's no way you can go out and treat others with respect. Yep. Yeah. And, exactly. and so on. So exactly. Um, and that's a, that's the biggest point right there too. Yeah. And oh. it's one of the things we talk about too. It's like, why, you know, what does it mean really mean for you to feel like your best? Like, what does that really mean feel like? And then why is it important? Like who else is affected by that? You know, when you're not at a hundred percent, literally let's talk about who was affected. Is it your wife, your husband, your kids, your boss, your whatever, like, um, 
like these, like it's a, when we're not taking care of ourselves, it ripples out into the, our, it creates the life, it creates our reality, you yeah. know, how we take care yeah. of ourselves. So um, just, just bringing that all into view and knowing that, yeah, what I choose to eat and whether or not, if I'm choosing to stay up to 1am watching Netflix and all, this, all these things, like I'm disrespecting myself in a lot of ways yes. and I'm going to feel it and pay the price and everyone around me is going to, you know, get that version of me. Yep. You know, they might not, might not be the end of the world. They might not leave me or whatever, but they're, that's just what it's going to be like. They're mm-hmm. going to get the, a lower version of me. And, you know, we talk about always just bringing it and trying to create this, the best possible version of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then that comes full, <clears throat> that comes full circle. Cause when you look at society today, we largely, you know, based on uh, how we kind of just define that, like we largely don't respect ourselves yep. and then l- just look at the, the social sentiment of everything. Mm-hmm. It's constantly negative. It, 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 the wrong messages are always being put out. You know, uh, I was just, I forget who was telling this to, but I was like, this is the first time in my 10 years of being um, a gym owner that I've actually had people push back against like promoting good health practice. Mm. The first time I've ever in my, in my, in my adult life experience, people just be like, no, like, why would you do that? Or, or whole, you know, or, or like making jokes about it, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh yeah, if you get a, oh yeah, if you eat a salad and get eight hours, get eight hours of sleep, you know, COVID is not going to get you. Yeah. Fucking right. You know, it's like, that's not what I'm talking about, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. sure, man. You know, the fact that you have to go after something that is uh largely good for human beings, yes. whether it be from a physical standpoint, but even more, you know, an emotional standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, cause it affects how, how we treat each other and it affects how we think too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, so essentially, we're in this big mess because everyone's fucking unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it can really a lot of I uh, go into these other places in like more detail, but most of the problems we're experiencing as a society are really rooted in just spiritual disconnection. Like we're just disconnected from ourselves, each other, and our nature, yep. and it affects the way we think, it affects the way we act and speak, and the decisions that we make, and we we literally like fall for anything. Or we see commercials for you know, fast food and beer. And you're like, okay, you know, we'll go have that. <laughs> Carl Jr., okay. yeah. No one's like, no, I'm like, like I get almost insulted sometimes at commercials. Cause I'm like, do you think I'm going to fucking fall for this bullshit? Fucking me too. Yeah. Dude, I get so pissed. I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like you think that emails, they think I'm going to freaking fall for this. And, yeah. uh, but then, but it obviously works. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. most people are like, Oh man, that's a funny commercial. Like I'm going to go. It's all about programming. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think also it's like, so, um, a recent Joe Rogan episode, he had Shane Dorian. He's mm-hmm. like a big wave mm-hmm. surfer. Yeah, you know yeah. who he is? Yep. And they were talking about fast food. I don't, I forget exactly how the conversation came up. And they were like, take a guess at like how many Americans have fast food at least every day, like at least once every yeah. day. And it was like almost 40%. Oh my God. And then you look at like the obesity rate and then it went into, he was like, pull up a picture of like a, gr- a crowd of people on a beach yeah, anyway, from like the fifties okay, yeah. and like everyone is like fucking thin, you know, like I'm not saying they were like rippling. No, muscles, but they're just but like, like uh, they just at eyes view. They looked healthier. Yes. And then they were like, yeah, cause think about it. McDonald's wasn't around yeah. yet. Burger King wasn't mainstream, you know, yeah. like all this, all these processed foods. So what were people eating in the fifties? Local, like wherever they're going eat. down, yeah. you're getting some chicken from the grocery store. Yeah. Yep rice potatoes vegetables like super yep. basic stuff tv was still like new you didn't have social media you didn't have all the stuff so people were at the beach people were going outside they're, they're, they're all tan <laughs> lean whether they worked out or not yep. and it was crazy and he probably 
like put his foot in his mouth a little bit because he was like, that's what women should look like. Oh, and okay. he meant it. I know how he meant it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's right, you know, because it was like, this is how we're supposed to be. Like, yes. we're not meant to be 20, 30 pounds heavier. No, you yeah. don't I see mean, that's it anywhere the point else. is that it's excess weight. Mm -hmm. You know, you should find your ideal body weight, like the video that you had posted today. But, you know, when you, I'm sure if you did a 2021 beach picture and a 1950 beach oh, picture, yes. you'd be like, holy shit, yeah, we were yeah. there. You were the shit back then. Yeah, well, I saw something like that. No, now I actually have a the question for the Woodstock. Do sorry, before you go, if you ever there was this Woodstock documentary that was on a year or so ago, uh -huh. um, and I remember just being like, "Holy crap! No, everyone's thin and healthy." Well, that's because like, they were on LSD and fucking <laughs> shrooms, man. Tripping balls, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. No, they but didn't have it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know, seriously, life was different back then. Yeah, and, and like you said, like you know, we were outside. We were. We were consuming whole foods. And like, what did the kids do? You had chores. You mowed the grass. Yes. You did yard work. You know, like, that was it. I don't even think You didn't have big landscaping companies back then. No. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I think did, people had like, children so that, <laughs> maybe, maybe. so that the kids did that. Bro. I, I know that we didn't have landscapers because my dad was like, get your ass out there yeah. and do it. You know, like, and that was punishment. He'd find projects in the yard when I got in trouble. And he was like, you're going and yeah, doing that. Yeah. We were joking about Ooh, that, that over way. Christmas. Because yeah. they were like, as soon as they got my license, there was like a, a dirt place and you would go and you'd get like a yard of dirt they'd fill up the back of the truck i'd spend all day fucking shoveling That's this right buddy the next day you go back you get another yard of mulch you do a whole nother flower bed it was just like perpetual yeah and that yard looked fucking great <laughs> you want to do my yard fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no but he was setting you up for success man no he, he really, was having fun just watching me shoveling yeah, out the cuss window. him out yes and no but he was he set you up for success bro. oh 100 you know what i mean like i i, I always say uh Sometimes I would question the things that my parents would would like ask me to do, and then now I'm an adult and I understand mm -hmm. why. Yeah. You know, Definitely. I used to suck back then, but it all makes sense yeah. in the long run. So question, question for the, for the group. group: Do you think that we have a bigger problem with the availability of the availability and the abundance of um, unhealthy choices and behaviors and foods? Or do you think it is more of a health messaging problem? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. I, think I, it, I think it's the accessibility and the abundance. Yes. Because this comes back to um, <clears throat> when we had Ronnie back on the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, food deserts. Yes. And I, I didn't never even heard of that. Mm -hmm. So let's think about like lower income areas. There's no like whole foods and like nope. good food. What do they have? McDonald's, fast food places, yeah. you know, like gas stations literally get yeah. stuff from like gas station marts. And yeah. yeah. You know, like they're a dime a dozen. I mean, even driving back home, like through Houston, dude, it's, it's chain after chain yeah. after chain after chain. Place. Are there any grocery stores that exist? Period. Bodegas in any of these food deserts. Yeah, I, I think that it, I think do, that's the idea is that they're, they're just not quality food. They're, they're like bodegas, food. shit food. Fast food. I, I actually think it's I think it's a health messaging problem rather than an abundance problem. I mean not not, right. not, not that abundance yeah, isn't the problem. Yeah. But so I, you're so you're driving down the freeway. You guys are hungry. You're on a road trip. I'm looking at it not situationally as like a, But that's the reality of what people's lives are like. Why does well, somebody go to McDonald's? Well you're, but you're isolating it to like a specific situation. I'm looking at it as like a like a really large picture. Mm -hmm. Like what do we look at someone's life in a 10 year span? Right? So the way that I will look at it is yes, 
for certain situations that might be the most convenient and the thing that makes the most sense. But what if the health messaging, what if you were in these food deserts that only had one grocery store and 15 uh, fast food chains? But what if the messaging behind them was just different? Yeah. Instead of commercials about McDonald's, there was commercials about going to the one shitty grocery store in town to buy chicken thighs and 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 uh, white rice and conventional vegetables because it was just better for you. Yeah. Well, what I if, think what I, if all the messaging was literally cent- centered around health? Would that how big of a change would that be? Would people still a huge turnaround? See, I don't think so. Yes or no? I'm gonna say this. I'll say this. Um, depending on how the message is received Mm. because some people um because i only know of of experience because like some of these juice bars are now popping up in these neighborhoods like south p you know juices for life he puts these you know um these juice bars in impoverished neighborhoods right and it, it they've been around for a few years and i've seen the turnaround people are now instead of going into the bodega and getting two honey buns for a dollar or whatever it is they're going into the juice bar. They're getting, you know, a green drink. They're they're getting, you know, juices and vegetables in a drink, and they're drinking that. And it's, you know, it's become um, a little bit more normal. More, yeah, it's become mm. normalized versus going to the bodega and get a bag of chips or something like that. But so that this is what I was saying is now that there's availability of that. Yeah, that's why it's I said not that's a marketing said, yes thing. No, yeah. It's not a messaging thing. It's if Styles P never opens that juice bar. They don't have access Those kids to it. keep going and getting the honey bun two yeah. for a dollar. Yeah. Right. But until places like that start popping up and kind of taking some of the market share away, mm-hmm. they're still going to fast yeah. food. And the whole idea of fast food is that it's super convenient and it's super affordable. Yep. So, but let's actually go back a little bit. So, what if there was a bunch of Whole Foods and one McDonald's, but the messaging is still McDonald's? Yeah. I, I'm. Then McDonald's is crowded and Whole Foods is still empty, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think more people still go to Whole Foods. Yeah. Like if it's there, you mean? I mean, I've yeah, always, same. I've I've never seen a line come out coming out of a Whole Foods, but I will drive by Burger King or McDonald's, oh, yeah. and that drive through is lit up. Go to the McDonald's on Tucko Road. Oh, They're yeah. always, always lit up. blocking the road. Always during, lit up. During the pandemic, it was nuts. Dude, that's No, that's every day, 24-7. I've ne- yo, it, it, it's it, insane. It blows my mind. Like, you I, would think I, it's the only McDonald's for the next 100 miles. Exactly. It, it makes no but, sense. So let, let's talk about Tuckahoe Road. Drive down Tuckahoe Road. What is there? There's no Whole Foods. There's that shitty shop right that's yeah. right next door. Yeah. That but what's it, influencing their decisions? The accessibility. So that's what I'm saying. So go down Tuckahoe Road. How many what's chain inf- restaurants are there? Tons. A gazillion. Yeah, tons. A gazillion. But there's also a shop right there. Dude, have you been in that shop right? It's trash. Yeah. Well, like that fucking McDonald's is super nice or something? Like, am I missing? <laughs> Listen, I I don't know about that shop right, but <laughs> um, Brian, but what yeah. do you think? So I I th- I think that what you're saying, Manny, is I'd like to think that that was was the answer, <clears throat> and I think it would depend though on exactly who's giving the messaging and like what it says, because like if if we were to start having just whatever general um, commercials and stuff from like. Uh, the, uh, the the FDA or whatever you know like whoever the you know governing body of nutrition is supposed to be in this world isn't it Fauci yeah that's what I mean like, <laughs> we're, like, that's what we're gonna get though we're gonna get Whether like Fauci stuff that's is is at best inaccurate and at worst like actually like ma- possibly making us worse you know what I mean like food pyramid like they think the food pyramid is like what like a nutrition advice starts you know? with yeah. sugar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so I don't it's, know that that well, would change. It starts with sugar and ends with sugar, right? Yes. It's it's a food pyramid from Elf. Oh, they have geez. three main food groups: <laughs> <laughs> candy, syrup, and <laughs> something else. And uh, I think, though, like what you guys are saying, as far as just like having the accessibility for the, I think the free market, like the private sector, to continue to just try to innovate and offer more. Um, even though all these fast foods and stuff are also the private sector, but if we just continue to like work together to try to just bring better options, I think like that's going to work much more effectively than trying to just like reteach people. Like I think if they see it in their town and can walk in and try it, that's going to, that's probably going to be the best impact. And I, and I would think that if you had more, right, there was more accessibility to it that over time, the messaging would naturally then shift yes. and then you would reteach people. Right. right. You know, I think you have more of an uphill battle to try and recreate a marketing strategy and like making it about health and getting people to buy in than just like well, I, having. Well, more I'm not saying that like that would be a possible thing because it's it's not. It, it, what? Changing the health messaging um, in a large scale is not going to happen in our, in our lifetime. No. no. But the argument is, yeah. let's pretend that. Yes. yes if if we like, had like, influence and we could walk into pretend. Biden's office and be like, hey. No more Mc, no more fast food commercials. Come on, They're man. They're illegal. We're doing this. Like McFlurries. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Byron. 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 President Byron. right now. Um, Byron. Yeah, but if you could take away the commercials and only have it about grocery stores and eating yeah. regular whole foods, I still think that people would just be like, no, like yeah. that's that's dieting. You know, like yeah, yeah. they wouldn't connect it. Until they just like that just becomes routine. So this comes back to what Gosh, we're talking about with your kids. Social experiment. Right. So if the parameters get blurred and you guys start fading away those quote unquote restrictions about like how often they're able to have these treats and stuff like that, then that changes. Right. So now you're reintroducing those parameters and it's going to take time. But then those, that just yeah. becomes the norm. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to change messaging. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, look up um, the number of fast food restaurants in Westchester County and then look up the number of grocery stores. Well, that's also not like an apples to apples comparison. How so? That's literally what we're talking about. No, 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 no. The, the, the actual like amount, like being like one to one, like that, that's that wouldn't. The, that's the point. No, but I'm saying yeah, but like, no yeah, grocery I'm store. No, but like that economically wouldn't make spend. any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah no, there's no. only like in a town, like a couple. I understand, but if the ratio is super lopsided and then you make that ratio less, that's talking about the accessibility. That's literally how you would figure that out. Yeah. Let's say you have 10,000 fast food places and a thousand grocery stores. Shit. That's 10 to one. If you cut that to five to one, now there's more accessibility of grocery stores. I thought you meant adding more grocery stores to match. I was like, ah, I'm not sure that would, no, that no, would make no, a no, difference. No, no. You would have to take I mean, the, away. Real, the reality is, is that fast food places are always going to be here. Yeah. The idea is that you need and, more options outside yeah. of that. Yeah. That's what I was saying. But even having more options without, without messaging, why would they even go? If the messaging is still the same. I mean, you guys said before, does watching the commercials make you guys go to McDonald's? Maybe not us, but we're also not victims of, uh, we'll we'll fucking drive half an hour for good food. So it's not about accessibility for people like us. So we're like not the same. It's also a matter of circumstance as well. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge role. If you don't have the means to, how can you level up and get the... And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. I I mean, I agree with you, bro. I mean, Well, the means thing is, 
It's well, that's it, that's it's, a, it's, it's actually not a means thing, right? Because well, no, that's the basic we, premise of the food deserts in like low income neighborhoods in like the city. Is these kids don't have cars? They don't. They can't go outside of their mm-hmm. neighborhood to a grocery store. So they literally have fast food bodega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also too, you know, some of these neighborhoods didn't see these like these Whole Foods or these like Trader Joe's until gentrification was introduced. Yeah. Before then, it was. Yeah, you but know, those aren't even necessary to make like big health changes. I mean, like I, I remember you, when I used to be a teacher in the city, there was just like the local bodega that just had you know, and I used to think to myself, "Wow, look at chicken thighs. It's what like three is it quality chicken thighs is it but but ready but the chicken thighs is still a better alternative yeah to the thing is that like you have to look at it as like it's, it's not either chicken nuggets or like organic you know chicken it's it's could we do better mm-hmm. i hear you you know like uh it doesn't <laughs> it's actually kind of funny i always threaten my kids when like they're and this is like the most first world shit i've ever done <laughs> is that like when they start throwing their like strawberries and shit on the phone? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get you conventional strawberries. You like that? It's the most the most privileged <laughs> shit I've ever done is threaten my kids with conventional fucking strawberries. And vegetables. What kind of chemicals are on those? I'm gonna get you the ones with pesticides <laughs> on it. Pesticides, I like that one. You're gonna hallucinate. I'm not gonna shit. wash. I'm gonna fuck up your brain. <laughs> I'm not gonna wash these next time. I mean, I mean, it was a valid. It was a valid question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's a lot of different avenues to answer it. Yes, you know it, it, I mean? it's very deep. It, yeah. it's, it's not like a hey, this one thing's gonna solve can, it. Yeah, and there's get somebody from there's, like. There's so many other things that would still have to come in play boy, for so either of them to work. Like so many, it'll a, never work. A major like food corporation, like it's, CEO or something, coming here and explain. Why would they? Yeah. I mean, we ain't getting out. I if don't you want to, I, uh, I think the the. I don't know if this is the best way, most effective way to have massive change in, in our nutrition is going to be like a famine, like where people have to Ooh. go back to growing their own food. Mm. And an apocalyptic scenario. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not going to happen, man. They got lab meat coming in. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw that shit. Yeah, well, KFC has yeah, Beyond Meat. Yeah. Now. We got uh, the, the Beyond Nuggets and shit. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have an, I think, I mean, if that was the case, you'd, you'd have options of people who are taking the lab meat or people, other people are going to be like, I'm going to just start figuring out how to grow my own food. Yeah. And actually, so lawn, lawn is the most widely available, um, like fertile soil, like a percentage of fertile soil in the United States is lawn. So if people went back to actually growing their own food on their lawns, like we, we have more than enough to actually sustain mm. ourselves. Did you ever see the documentary, uh, kiss the ground? No. All right. I told you, I, know, I told I know, you guys about What's it. On? So it's on Netflix and, um, it's, it it's about soil and the commercial farming, basically destroying yeah. like the okay. soil. So then they have to introduce um, fertilizer and all the stuff to be able to grow stuff in just sand. Yeah. Like that's what they're trying okay. to do. And Woody Harrelson narrates well, it. So it's, okay, it's cool. quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but they talk about how like we have to get more Regenerative soil. Farming is like a, is it has to be, I mean, it's becoming a, a high priority right now because we're killing all of our fertile so, soil. So what's funny is, is um, they've been talking a lot about, um, farmland and like how that's going to be like the future for like people to invest in mm-hmm. because it's so rare. It's a scarcity that people are buying land so that people can like farm on it later because yeah. they're running out of room. Yeah. You know, and they're killing it all with like monocropping and yeah, exactly. Non-regenerative Dude, practices. They and- destroy it. And then with um, like livestock and stuff, they don't circulate through the pastures enough. So like a herd of cattle will just decimate a mm-hmm. pasture and they don't circulate it enough. And then they, by the time they come around, what little grass or whatever grew back, 
is gone. So oh, then yeah. it just has no time to actually like. Mm-hmm. So um, our, our, the animals that we eat are sick, and then the food that we're growing is is sick yeah, or yeah, not 100%. healthy. And then how healthy can we possibly be if we're eating unhealthy? Food? Yeah. Trickle effect. No, that yeah. that documentary was was Kiss really cool. Cause, yeah, because I thought it was going to be like a, a um, what was the one that you like uh, the plant based one? Uh, Game changers. Game changers. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be, and I was kind of like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll watch that tonight. Whatever. But no, they're they're like, we're not saying don't eat the meat. We're just like, we need to have better practices and better regulations as to how these people are farming. Yeah. You know, because all they're doing is just reinventing new ways. And then it turns into, uh, what's that movie? Idiocracy. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? <laughs> A long time ago. Yeah. I know the general premise. But, it, but it's, it's funny because that's literally like what's happening is they're like, I don't even know what water is. They try to water plants with fucking Gatorade. Right. You know, like that's it's got electrolytes. It has electrolytes. Like it hydrates you. <laughs> you know, that's you, how bro. they live and they're in armchairs and everything's like a fucking mess. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think the world is, is kind of going into like, um, it's going to reverse a little bit. Like people are going to start to farm and, and stuff like that. I'd like to see it. Yeah. It'd be cool. It'd I'd be, like it'd be really cool. Wow. Um, um, but you know where else you can learn how to do all this shit is, um, January twenty third. Oh yeah. Oh January yes. I'm gonna say nice transition. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Oh. It's gonna be a whole about um, how to regenerative farming uh, <laughs> seminar. Uh, we're gonna learn. You're how gonna to, get dirty. <laughs> yeah, bring your gardening tools. Um, no. So yeah. January twenty third. O two three blueprint coming to town. I'm excited about it. Um, for those guys, for those listening, um, if you're interested in attending, just a little bit about I guess what it's gonna be. It's um it's a couple. It's about two and a half hours. And um, it's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's in high energy. It's interactive. And really the, the premise of it is to uh, kickstart, really, more or less, these, you know, the main foundational four practices like we talk about. How to start bringing more intention and intuition to these daily practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's food, sleep, movement, and mindset. And we're doing it in a way where we, we teach you how to do it in this workshop specifically without having to like, spend any extra money or use any extra time really like like we were talking about it's um it's all things you're already doing whether you're incredibly busy and hectic and your head's spinning all day long or you you know live a more um balanced life already we're going to look at the things you're doing the things you're not where the the most like where you're really holding yourself back and how we can mm-hmm. make like the most simple changes to to kickstart you know looking better feeling better and performing better so um, we're going to introduce you to all the O two three methodologies, all of our main principles and systems. Okay. So you just really get a lot of perspective change. I think people, um, when we do these, you just there's a lot of just kind of head nodding, sort of little light bulbs going off. So uh, we don't use a lot of heavy science. Everything is everyday language, everyday lessons, like I think I mentioned earlier. So it's really easy to understand and just kind of get some aha moments that um, I think will stick for forever. At least some of them will really you know have some perspective shifts that could really go a long way. Um, and then we're going to take those perspective shifts. And in the second half, we, we have a whole handbook that we're going to do a bunch of exercises together, start okay. looking at our morning rituals, start looking at our night rituals, um, some things we can add, some things we can take away, just kind of getting us into a place of, um, you know, to uh, a, a little kickstart, right? So we, we walk out with a 10 day plan. So we have a 10 day plan to start uh, we have a sleep tracker and we have, like I said, some different ritual stuff. And, nice. um, and then, uh, actually 10 days after I'm going to do a group zoom call follow up with everybody as well to just sort of check in, see how everybody's doing, what we're learning, uh, where we're succeeding, where we're maybe still struggling, where we can need some more uh, time and attention. I'll be able to answer everybody's questions and things like that. Nice. And it's, 
Eastchester? Yep, it's at our Eastchester location, and uh, you can find the registration link um, in our Instagram bio. So if you're not following Northeast CrossFit, go follow Northeast CrossFit. Yep. Why go are you follow not? Yeah. Yep. Come in and get your shit together. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm very confident everyone will leave feeling like they got a lot out of it, for sure. All right, all right. Well, uh, awesome. thank you for coming in for episode 2.0. We appreciate yeah, you, man. Uh, like I said, uh, for our listeners... Please like, subscribe, and share, people. You got to share this shit. We got a lot of good information, especially today's episode. Um, you know, share with a friend, and maybe that friend will share with another friend. That helps us reach a bigger um, demographic. And, um, you know, subscribe as well. Yeah. Yeah, man, we need that high R value. Yeah, that's right, God damn it. So, until next episode, people, <clears throat> we are out. Hasta luego. Later. Yeah. I know what you rich mother-